welcome back, everyone. Uh, taking a little hiatus here on uh, this is CX podcast, but we are back now. We're going to dig right into it. Um, today's episode is really the first of uh, a five-part series that we are focused focusing on customer experience and data and analytics. Um, we're seeing a lot in the in the space out there with our with our clients, um, just kind of out in the industry, and, and so. We want to start maybe uh, peeling the onion back a little bit about you know what analytics is, uh, how you use it from a customer perspective. Where does it really bring value for customer experience um, as a as a discipline, as an organization? So we're gonna we're gonna take some time to talk about that uh, today and over the next couple of episodes. Um, but with that said. I want to kick it off with a little, uh, not necessarily CX in the news, but CX out in the world. And uh, Paul, you had sent an email around to the team <laughs> about um, measuring customer experience through emojis. We live in a digital world these days. Um, you know, a, a picture says a thousand words, but uh, what <laughs> what are your thoughts on? There was a whole movie on emojis. Um, what were your what were your initial thoughts on uh, measuring customer experience through emojis? Well, so it, it actually generated quite a bit of uh, fun fun conversation. Um, you know, my initial thought was um, this is ridiculous, right? Um, that was that was almost almost immediately, and it reminded me of something that happened when the web first came out, which was. Um, Everyone in the CRM was actually big at the time. Everyone, there was a lot of CRM players. Um, when the web came out, there was a lot of data suddenly going on. And a, uh, a vendor came across uh, my desk um, pitching themselves as a CRM vendor. It was Comet Cursor. They could take your cursor and change it to your brand. So I could have a Mickey Mouse cursor or, you know, a, a REI boot cursor or something like that. And because because they were watching um, what someone clicked on, you know, if you installed your cursor and so forth, they were collecting a lot of interesting data and therefore called themselves a CRM, a CRM vendor. So I had one of those moments of like, oh my gosh, customer experience has evolved to a place that everyone and their brother is now doing customer experience, including the emoji folks. Um, you know, that said, I, you know, I laugh. I've seen in Seattle Airport has one of these emoji types of kiosks where you, you go into the urinal uh, or the bathroom and uh, on your way out, you can give a, you know, happy face, smiley face or a neutral face. Um, you know, and at the end of the day, I'm like, hey, fabulous. You're at least thinking about collecting some data. Why not? You know, you care about the customer's opinion. So that's fantastic from that perspective. I might argue whether that's the best way to capture a customer's perspective. Are there other things that you could be doing to um, truly authentically understand what customers feel about your company and doing business with you? So I'm a, I'm a bit skeptical on this, but I think the bigger piece was as you move from perhaps the sublime to perhaps the ridiculous, does it challenge what we do as customer experience professionals, right? When I, you know, again, when I, when I saw the, the, the Comet cursor, I thought, uh oh, this is trouble for CRM, for, you know, people doing CRM, you know, is this getting to the, you know, going from the sublime to the ridiculous. Um, and so it, you know, made me think about that too. And, you know, 
quite frankly, people are coming in and out of customer experience jobs and chief customer officer positions. And it, uh, it makes me wonder whether the, the language will shift, if the emphasis will shift perhaps away from the term customer experience to something else uh, in the future as you get just this pile on uh, of people there. So kind of a broader thought within the realm of emojis, but uh, it, it led to some deep thoughts. Yeah, I, you know, it, it's one of those things that it can go towards the ridiculous, but it at least challenges, uh, you know, us to think about, well, you know, maybe not the most efficient way or, you know, getting to the right level of detail, but hey, they're trying and, you know, what are maybe some more creative ways to 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 collect that information and and, and get people thinking about that. So by all means, um, I would agree that uh, there could be a lot of um, external or maybe internal influences uh, on on how you might rate that specific experience, but, uh, <laughs> um, but you know, I mean, yeah, props for props for doing it with the with the mindset of you know checking in with your with your customers and, uh, but yeah, I think the the specifics of how you do it, eh, we could be. What is it really telling you? Go back to the basics. What is it really going to tell you? What are you going to get out of that? What are you really asking? So and and you know to bring us to our conversation here is you've got a lot of data. Do you really need an emoji to you know you're not using the data you've got today? Um, are there other things that you could be spending your time at uh, doing to understand that your nope. customers with all of that data you're collecting now? Exactly. Well, and yeah. So great segue back into the data. Um, what we wanted to do is just kind of make a quick introduction to customer experience data and analytics. Um, it's a, it is a hot topic right now. Uh, when you ask people, you know, uh, organizations, what are they focusing on? What are they, what's in their strategy for the next three to five years? You often hear those two things together, uh, not necessarily putting them together, but at least in the same sentence, we want to do something with data. We want to do something with customer experience. Uh, I'm on a client right now, actually, where they know that they could be a truly data-driven organization. Um, they are sitting on a mountain of data uh, that they could leverage to improve a, a, the customer experience initially and then even accelerate or or revolutionize their their the experience that they can provide their customers um but it, it's very interesting i think you know um you and i talk about especially as we do some of our uh, when we talk with clients i mean we do live in remarkable times as cx practitioners and in living in a digital and data-driven world uh you know something like 97 percent, 98 percent of the world's data that has ever been created in the history of the world has been created in the last five to 10 years. I mean, that, that's insane. Um, so how do companies actually use it as, um, in this, this concept of data as an asset? So we want to dig into that. And, you know, for our listeners, we want to be able to focus not just on, you know, what is analytics, but talk about what do they need from an organization standpoint, uh, enterprise analytics capabilities in order to support uh, the CX focus using analytics, uh, but then also how does customer experience actually start to use this data in a valuable way? And we'll talk about the different types of analytics and, and thinking about what are the really key questions uh, that we as CX practitioners and, and organizations out there are asking. Uh, so that's what we want to spend the next, uh, next few minutes and the next couple episodes on. Um, but with that said, 
Paul, you know, what, there's all this data. Where is it coming from? Why is it important? Who cares? I mean, walk us through what your thoughts are on that. Yeah, we only really talk about analytics through, you know, the fact that we've got data. And and the data issue is not a new issue. I mean, that's, you know, I was doing CRM 20 years ago and and we had more data than we could do. It was big data, 360 degree view of customers and so forth. So, you know, it's funny continuing to have this conversation and, you know, 10, five or 10 years from now, we'll probably still have this conversation because the data is exploding that, that kind of fast. We're going through that hockey stick. I think there's a couple of important things about the data. First of all, first off, um, there is an ability to um, not only collect the data around how customers use your products and services, which used to be not the case. I used to fulfill a product and I was done with you. Um, um, the interactions that I'd have would be through a contact center and that was super expensive. Well, now I know how you use a product it's almost nothing, no cost. I can actually automate interactions while you're using the product and use data to drive more value. I can compare how you're using my product to five others that are using it better um, and, and give you tips and tricks on how to use that better. So there's something incredibly powerful about not only taking that data, but analyzing it and then using it to help a customer you know, to drive value to customers or, or, or help them extract value out of my products, even create new value streams out of, uh, or um, uh, revenue streams out of, out of doing that. So I think people are re- really interested in it from that perspective. I think another side of it is some of the tools that are coming along. Um, the the conversation, conversational u- user interfaces are gonna take us over in the next 10 years like, um, you know, uh, like mobile phones did. Mm-hmm. And companies are completely unprepared in where that data sits to be able to have conversational interactions with uh, with with data. But as I get into those conversations, it's no longer clicks. I'm going to tell you what I want. I'm going to tell you when you didn't serve me. And you know, companies will have the ability to mine that data. You want to get close to the customer? They just told you what they, you know they wanted. Well, guess what? That stuff's already available in your contact center, and you're not mining that, right? They told you what they want. They told you when they weren't served. So, so you know, this stuff builds on each other. The the interest is one: can I can I fix some of the broken uh, customer experiences today, and understand what's driving either good experiences or bad experiences? Two, can I can I lay a foundation for what's coming? Right, uh, this this data thing is you know uh, it, it's getting bigger and, and companies are going to be more sophisticated. And three, it's really about can I use that and 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 drive new revenue sources? The product itself, most companies' products are commodities. It's about how they use data to drive values and help customers achieve the outcomes that that they're trying to achieve. That's really the end game here. Um, it's a different business model than we've been in before. And ultimately your data and your your analytics are are the core piece of you being able to redefine your business model. Exactly. And I think that's one of the reasons why we're going to have a whole episode are talking about enterprise analytics and, and data capabilities uh, beyond the scope of CX, right? I, I think helping people understand what you need to be ready. And we kind of, West Monroe here, we, we talk about, are you ready for the shift? And this idea that industries are changing, customers' expectations are changing. Uh, how do you set that foundation that you can, you know, we talk about agility, business agility in, in, in some of our episodes earlier 
how are you able to, as an organization, move quickly to meet the needs? And a lot of that's done through data. So do you have the structures in place to be able to do that? So we're going to get into that um, in the next uh, episode or two. Um, but let's uh, let's take it back, uh, take it back real quick, and talk a little bit about broadly what analytics is for those who may uh, have not heard the term or really understand kind of the the components of analytics when people talk about it. Um, often, uh, when you when you talk about analytics, there are three types of analytics. Um, what we call descriptive analytics, which is really using about data that you have and kind of a looking back kind of uh, approach in terms of what has happened, understanding what, you know, what has your, what have your customers done? Who are your customers? Um, you know, what, what, what is the product done? Uh, so it's, it's much more in kind of looking back focus predictive. So just right there in the name, we're trying to predict what will actually happen or what could happen. And then prescriptive is all about, well, what should you do based on an outcome you're trying to get at or possible outcomes that might come up? And, you know, I think there are some really, really interesting, and we're going to talk about this uh, later on uh, in a couple episodes around some of the cool stuff that you can do with some of that prescriptive as it relates to customer experience. Uh, but I think as you and I were talking about it, you know, a lot of people they don't even do the descriptive piece. And that's frankly um, kind of the easier part because it's that, for, is that uh, backward looking. Yeah, from a you know, and from a customer experience perspective, when I think about the descriptive, right? Companies are still struggling. You know, how do my customers feel about me today? Because they don't necessarily even ask them. You know, they don't have a good voice of the customer program, or it's spotty, or it's you know, um, the blind man and the elephant, where every every different department across the company has their own perspective on it. So, you know, at the very basic level, do you know how do my customers feel about me? Who are my who loves me? Who doesn't love me? Who are my promoters? Who are my detractors? What are some of the core drivers underneath? you know, that, that customer experience, um, you know, what makes people happy? Where am I delivering value? Where am I undermining it? Right. That becomes the core of, if I want to fix and improve customer experience, I have to know what matters to customers and, uh, you know, what, what I'm failing to, you know, where I'm living up to those expectations and when I'm, you know, blowing them out of the, uh, out of the water because uh, you know we're doing so well. So some of those, um, you know, and actually any any good customer experience team just getting going is trying to create the ROI of customer experience. If I move a set of people from detractors to neutral to promoters, you know, what's the the impact on you know my revenue, my retention, um, you know, loyalty, those 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 types of things. So you know, there's some hardware. You know, I, I was just talking to a company. It's been doing voice of the customer for a couple of years now and just now laid the foundation and felt like, well, we've we've been asking this voice of the customer long enough. We've got financial data. We've married those two things. Now I can answer some of those ROI questions around, you know, how much business do promoters versus detractors do with us? And that's not uncommon. I, uh, Airbnb was going through the same kind of thing, needed a, you know, a good year, year and a half, uh, uh, another automotive client that we worked with, it was probably about a year and a half, two years worth of financial data tied with sentiment data to get some of that. So some of this stuff is hard, even the descriptive stuff and, and getting some of the baseline, you know, the predictive then gets really, there's all sorts of buzz around the predictive and, and, and that certainly um, starts getting interesting in, you know, 
predicting, you know, what's the health of my customers given all of their behavior and when might they, might they attrite or when are they feeling good about this, the set of interactions they just had so I could, you know, they're kind of ripe for, for crossing up selling, but, um, um, you know, we, we don't have, you know, again, so many of the foundations aren't laid yet for, for just doing the basic stuff. Um, that we can't get to the, the 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 predictive, and then prescriptive is you know even more interesting. You know, and I think in some ways some of those foundations, you know, companies that are get starting to get into journey analytics and and starting to you know prepare for personal you know personalization, really omni-channel personalization, where I've got data, I'm watching behaviors, I know what's coming next because I've predicted it, and now I can tell you what's the right next best action. Right. Um, you know, the journeys as you operationalize those and draw data in and, and put some intelligence underneath that. Again, that's the I think that's where people are going with this stuff. But we're you know, it still feels very early days. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, based on some of the earlier um, episodes that we had around, you know, thinking about measurement and listening and all the stuff ties together, you know, the common thread through all that is data. Um, I think one of the interesting things or one of the, the challenging things is, you know, a lot of times people just want to jump straight to some of this really interesting stuff. But unless you have some of the the, the building blocks and um, which is why going back to structure and some of these other pieces on the data side is so important, because if you don't have that, it's very difficult to be able to um, then leverage that data and get the true value out of it that you could um you know based on what you're trying to yeah. do yeah and i and i'd say for most customer experience professionals i would you know i see i've seen a lot of chief customer officers you know uh, uh, some research i did years ago suggested that 50 percent of chief customer officers were involved in in crm implementations of some sort or data warehousing types of you know data platform types of things and one piece of advice i give is hey back off of this 360 thing right everyone talks about 360 and it's all about collecting every piece of data that's out there and and kind of misses what questions am i asking what do i need to do right it's mm -hmm. you know i don't i don't think you need to have every single piece of data and every piece of uh, you know equipment what you have to do is understand what questions you're trying to answer and then understand where that where that lives you know and again we're we're still at some foundational stuff for most customer experience folks, but you know, which doesn't mean you can't be going into the more advanced and laying the foundation. I think, you know, I think journey maps, you know, super super useful tool, super overused, and mostly not not used in the right way. Um, but you know, still a powerful tool for thinking about what our customers doing and where might data be interesting to have accessible because I, you know, this is a moment of truth. I should be able to interact with them there. Right. Right. Those the the kinds of questions that could be raised from you know using your journey map to kind of define what kind of data and analytics I need. You know, is a, again a super super powerful uh, concept. Yeah, cool. All right. Well, I think we should leave it there. Gave enough of a teaser to bring people back for the next ep couple episodes. Um, just as a reminder, we are going to have uh, a couple of additional episodes on this topic. One focusing on the enterprise analytics landscape that will ultimately support CX. But this idea of how do we set up our organization to become a data-driven uh, organization and use data as an asset. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about, you know, using data to better understand customers. So a little bit more of that descriptive piece. Um, I think we, we've been able to partner with our analytics team on some really interesting projects to kind of help 
really define who customers are, what they're doing, what are they saying. Um, and so I think we'll want to get into some of the details there. Um, and then, like you mentioned, talking about journey analytics and personalization to drive next best action. I think that'll be a really uh, interesting conversation about how we combine you know, the data that we have from a historical standpoint and start using it in a forward-looking way uh, to, to really uh, start driving some, some real differentiators and experience. And then finally, kind of talking about using analytics to predict behaviors as well as financial outcomes. So, you know, uh, ROI is a big piece to this from a CX standpoint, and you need data to be able to, you know, justify true kind of returns on investment that you're making. Um, so we'll, we'll get into more detail there. Um, but th with that, Paul, any last words uh, as we kind of set up our, our series here? Data, data, data. I'm looking right. forward to getting into it. It's the boring. Sometimes, you know, there's 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 often a lot of uh, uh, focus on the the creative and the you know the the much more sexy in, innovation and design side of things. Um, in my perspective, I love that stuff, but uh, just as interesting and as almost as powerful as the is the uh, cobwebbed underbelly of operations. So uh, that's that's where we're really getting into is the underbelly of this stuff that uh, that really drives it. So I'm looking forward to it. It's, yeah. It's yeah, and I think I think the data is really important in order to do some of that really interesting design stuff. You know, data kind of points you in the direction potentially. So um, I'm looking yep. forward to it. It'll be great. I think it'll be a good conversation. We're going to be uh, bring in some folks from our advanced analytics practice, uh, just as we partner with them with, on client worker and get them involved uh, on this little adventure of ours. And uh, looking forward to bringing them in the conversation. So. Thanks for joining everyone. We will uh, we'll be back soon with uh, more about data analytics and customer experience. So take care.